It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Hey Alexis. Hey Melissa. How's it going? Good. I'm eating blueberries. Did you know that blueberries reduce stress? (laughs) (laughs) Give me the whole carton. (laughs) Just kidding. I love fruit, but I don't love blueberries. I just been reading a lot about blueberries recently, and so I decided to start eating more of them. Well, good for you. I love that you're on a health and wellness kick. Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of. Did you notice the kick that I was on, like when you were in Colorado in July? No. The Instagram reel kick? Oh my God. Yes, you were. You were going all around our office, like doing all these crazy reels. (laughs) I was trying to be, you know, I'm a geriatric millennial, but I thought like I could play. I could do it. I did two reels in Colorado. I've been learning. Good job. But did you like my reels? Yeah, I liked them. (laughs) I don't think I have exactly the skills that like a true Gen Zer. I mean, Emily kills it. Yeah. She's so amazing. But I tried. Like, it's not my natural ability. But you know who is crushing it in the TikTok, Instagram, real game? Who? These days. Duolingo. Are you familiar with them? Mi leche es caliente. (laughs) That's a yes. (laughs) And your milk is hot? Yeah, that that was the last one. This Duolingo cracks me up because they have all these funny little people that have different voices and different, like, dialects. So... We just die laughing at these sounds. Oh my gosh. Well, they're crushing it. Like Duolingo is doing- Wait, on TikTok? Such a crazy, amazing job on TikTok specifically, but also Instagram. And you know why they're crushing it? Why? Because they hired a Gen Z social media coordinator who knows what the internet wants to see and she's unafraid to take the risks to create it. And they've allowed her the space to do it. And dude- When you hear these stats and the growth they've experienced just from TikTok, you're going to die. Okay. So Duolingo really has taken over TikTok just in the past year, but it's increased brand awareness and it's resulted in a ton of app downloads, which is increased revenue basically because they have a freemium model, but then you quickly pay, you know? Yeah, because it's, you know, I paid for the year for, we have like a family membership because when you're doing it, it gets super annoying the ads come up every minute. Yeah. Well, that's probably because they want you to pay for another, like a premium membership Well, or yeah, something. they're like, for no ads, pay for premium. Yeah. But to start, if you don't know, Duolingo is today the world's most popular language app. And they currently have over 40 million monthly users. Oh, and 40 they, million? Yep. And they have more than 38 languages to choose from. I didn't even really know there were 38 languages. I was just going to say that. Like, that's a lot. That's insane. Well, Duolingo offers a few different learning platforms and they've expanded into podcasts and like live global events. And they give users the opportunity to have conversations with other language learners to earn points. So like you can interact and they've really gamified it. I mean, that keeps people engaged. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Maybe you need to upgrade. <laughs> Another upgrade? <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, in the second quarter of 2022, Duolingo generated more than 88.3 million US dollars in revenue in just the second quarter of this year. That's up 50% compared to the second quarter of 2021. That is crazy. Yes. And in 2021, Duolingo did $225 million in subscription revenue. And clearly, they're going to crush that number this year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because in one quarter, they did, you know, $88.3 million, which is bonkers. So actually, Lex, the idea for this whole concept started in 2009 in Pittsburgh by a Carnegie Mellon University professor named Luis Van Aan. And Luis had just sold his second company. It was called Recaptcha. I know we've all heard that brand. What does it do? I don't know what it does. But he sold it to Google. And so at this time, he partnered up with one of his post-grad students named Severin Hacker to build a language learning app. And the motivation really came from Luis's upbringing in Guatemala because there he saw like how expensive it was for people in his community to learn English. Oh, you know? okay. And he believed that free education could change the world, which I agree. Because Rosetta Stone was so expensive too. So I looked expensive. into that. So much more expensive. And like he wanted to create an outlet for this free education platform. And actually, because of that, Duolingo was originally built as a nonprofit organization. Interesting. But the team quickly realized that model was not sustainable. Like they needed it to generate revenue. Well, because they're building a software. Mm-hmm. So he crowdsourced for early funding, and then he began raising investor money. And the rest is really history when it comes to that success. And it's totally working for Duolingo. I mean, since 2021, the company has grown its TikTok audience to 4 million followers, and they routinely fetch a million views per video. What? I know. For a language learning app. And they've gained a reputation, you might know this as a user, for being a little bit of a bully. A bully? Yeah. Okay. So people love it, though. They love that Duolingo is kind of a bully. It's the mascot. He's a cute green owl who sometimes pulls inappropriate office antics, and he does not follow the corporate rules. And the reason that he's seen as a bully is like in the app, his reminders are like creepy. He's like trying to remind you, did you do your lesson? Did you do your lesson? And people have turned that into memes, which I'll talk about, which kind of gained him this reputation as a bully. So Duo, the the mascot, his name is Duo. He's known for twerking in the office, for terrorizing office dogs, holding them hostage, doing very inappropriate things to the office copy machine. (laughs) And you would learn quickly if you followed them on TikTok that he is madly in love with Duo Lipa. Oh, yeah. So in love with her. Let me just show you this little clip, Lex. Yes, you can hold my hand if you want to. How cute is that? I love it. It's I like, love a mascot. He's the little mascot, and it's he's like grabbing Dua Lipa's hand, and she's like a cardboard cutout in the office, and it's like the cutest thing ever, you know? And he's like, nothing's happening. No, but before we dive into how they found traction on TikTok, let's first talk about that user-generated meme that I told you ended up going viral a few years earlier and kind of like gave them this reputation. Okay. So this meme first appeared in October 2017 on Tumblr. That was just five years after the company launched. And a user photoshopped a version of Duo with a gun and a caption that reads, me, 
neglects my Duolingo app. This one post received more than 150,000 comments in two years. Like, you have to see this. It is the funniest thing. Isn't that so random? That's so random. But, Alexis, like, this took off like crazy. And by users creating, like, that tone for Duo and for the brand, it gave Duolingo permission to be, like, a little edgy. Yeah. In their marketing, like, in my opinion. Like, I think that was, like, okay— the customers think this, like, it's kind of funny. Let's take this and run with it, you know? So I actually would love to see, like, the original brand voice narrative that was created when they, like, built the brand. Yeah. Because I would bet you anything it was nothing like it is today and that they've totally adapted it based on customers' perception of the brand. I agree because I feel like in the beginning, if it was a nonprofit, like doing good for others, just like it, teaching people things, like educational, thing, yeah, educational, yeah, like it was probably way more conservative. Now it's of edgy. course it's edgy. Yeah. Well, in 2019, Duolingo officially acknowledged that meme by releasing a video on April Fool's Day, and it shows off its new feature called Duolingo Push. Okay. And in the video, users of that new feature would receive reminders in person by Duo to use the app. Okay. So I got to show you this, Lex. Here at Duolingo, we know that learning a language works best when you practice every day. That's why we're excited to launch a brand new premium feature, Duolingo Push. Duolingo can be used wherever you are. Now Duolingo Push can remind you wherever you are. Whether you're at the gym, at work, or out on the town. That's right, Duo himself will show up anytime you might be in danger of breaking your streak to give you a subtle reminder. It's the green glove treatment that you've been waiting for. You can choose the type of reminder that's best for you. Encouraging duo. Disappointed duo. Passive aggressive duo. Sign up today for a free trial to get Duolingo Push and never, ever miss a day of practice again. Oh my God, that's so cute. Isn't it so cute? And it was an April Fool's joke, clearly, but that was the first time the brand really acknowledged like the users had pushed them in this direction of Duo being this like somewhat evil character who's like really pushy. That opened up a can of worms, let I me tell you. I love it. And Lex, like it got even bigger from there. So November 2019, SNL incorporated Duolingo in a sketch where adults learn to communicate with children using a fake course on the app called Duolingo for talking to children. Oh my God. How genius is that? Levi, these are mommy's coworkers. Can you say hi? What's up, buddy? You looking fresh? <laughs> hey, you look nice. All right, give me a high five, buddy. Oh! Too strong. I bet you play football, right? Yeah, and you go to school. That sucks. Um, do you wear your clothes to school? have no idea how to talk to children? Mm -mm. Does it make you feel like a bad person that you can't? 
Mm -hmm. It's never too late to learn with new Duolingo for Talking to Children, the first foreign language app for grown people who need to learn how to talk to kids because their friends are starting to have them. Oh <laughs> my God. I love how much effort they put into that. I know. I it's, love how it's like Duolingo for talking to kids in a random resort hot tub. <laughs> I know. I just think like it's cool whenever pop culture like takes charge of a brand like that, like Obviously, Duolingo had nothing to do with that. But, like, when it's on SNL, like, clearly gained a reputation, you know? I love that. So it's so cool. But now let's talk about TikTok, the reason we're here. And I want to tell you the story behind how the mascot came to take over TikTok because it's kind of cool. Okay. So the official TikTok account for Duolingo grew its follower account from around 50,000 in September 2021 to more than 4.7 million followers today. And today is August 2022. Oh, my gosh. That's less than one year. Less than one year. I mean, I've heard that Duolingo's been crazy. Okay. Well, the hashtag Duolingo has accumulated more than 1.2 billion views. And much of the brand's recent growth truly is attributed to its social media strategies, specifically TikTok. Like, how could it not be? Yeah. I think so many people don't understand the power of having that audience paying attention to you and how it can result in revenue. Like we still see so many clients not wanting to invest in what it actually takes to create awesome well, social content. And this is a no-brainer because it's like you, you're you on TikTok, you click it, you download the yeah, app. Yeah, I mean, it's when it's like, an app, it's, this is the smartest thing for yeah. sure. It's harder if it's like, a, I guess, a physical product that like you have to go to a store and buy. But if you're smart with like your, you know, your links and everything, it's, it's totally easy. a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, how did they do it? I told you earlier, they hired this Gen Z social media coordinator and they let her do her thing. And her name is Zaria Parvez. And she joined the Duolingo team in June, 2020. So she graduated in May. It was the pandemic. Can you imagine graduating college into a pandemic? I cannot. That sucks. I know. So she actually graduated from the University of Oregon and she must've been insanely smart because she landed the job with Duolingo and she jumped right in. But- it was remote work due to COVID at first. So no one was together. She was working on her own. And that doesn't inspire you. And I know you're going to love this because your big thing is get all the employees in the office because when we're well, together, we're more inspired. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's even harder for college kids in a new job going to start a new job remotely. Oh, yeah. Because especially she's doing social media. So she's like on an island by herself in Oregon. I just I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming she had moved to Pennsylvania because that's where they're based. Okay. But she just was remote. Okay. Actually, Duolingo had already attempted TikTok with little success prior to actually going viral. They first started posting content and they had partnered with the company that actually owns TikTok, ByteDance. Who I didn't know someone owns TikTok? You didn't know that? It's that's I it's been in the it was news. Just TikTok. Dude, it's a Chinese company. That's why it's the biggest freaking deal. That's why it's there's so much drama with it. Like there's actually major oh. issues going on right now with like our legislation and TikTok. I was gonna say I knew the legislation. I just didn't know that ByteDance owned it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're Chinese based. But anyways, Duolingo partnered with them to create videos. But the problem is it was during COVID. So everyone was remote, like we already said. They weren't able to create their own content because no one was together. So they were just gathering videos of people from like all over the world teaching users different phrases in foreign languages, which okay. makes Smart. sense. Like it's yeah. the first thing you would think to do for video content for a language learning app, yeah. right? 
Well, these videos did not perform well, like very little engagement and certainly like no level of virality. And they ended up having more of a high production scripted feel versus something that just looks like it was filmed on your iPhone. And the reality is that's the stuff that performs. It's the stuff that looks like it was filmed on your iPhone. It can have creative edits and it can have cool transitions, but the minute it looks high production, zero engagement. Yeah, no one cares. Look, I mean, the only ones that I took engage with are some of the ones that like they have the really cool sounds of like the beach and like the travel stuff. Like that's but that's awesome. still, it's still like, not engagement. I just like watching it. Yeah, but it's still rare. It still is a little less high production than like some of these videos they were doing. And that I think is another big problem that brands don't understand. We have so many clients who think if they're producing videos, they have to be like, they have to look uber professional. And you have to script them and do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, and like that shit does not work. Like don't no. even waste your energy. The ones that go viral are the ones that are just so much more basic. But like I said, you know, Alexis, you're going to love this part. The moment everything changed for Duolingo was the moment the company's office reopened and staff was reunited. (laughs) And really, this is a cool story. So it's September 2021. Zaria, who's the social media coordinator, finally gets to work in her first office at her first job. And they start brainstorming and experimenting with new ways to use the Duolingo TikTok because they really want to grow it. Like 50,000 followers is nothing for like a really good brand, you know? So Zaria's in the office and she's sitting at her desk one day and she looks around and everyone's acting normal, working on their computers, but there's this big fucking green owl just perched in the desk next to the marketing team, just staring at them. And no one acts like anything is different. Like it's normal. And she's like, what the fuck? This is creepy. It's weird, right? Yeah. And she thought about it and she was like, it's actually a little bit hilarious. And she gave her boss her phone, and she asked him to film this little idea she had for TikTok really quick. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? So this first video was posted on September 30th, 2021, and like it features that employee just sitting on the chair as the camera pans over to show a looming duo standing on a nearby table while playing that live, laugh, love trending audio clip. And the caption reads, when you're just trying to do your work without being terrorized by an owl. And obviously, like, the cool thing is that text references, like, one of those viral memes that had already been floating around the internet. So, like, people who were already big in that, like, internet culture got that reference. So they, like, loved it even more. And when Zaria first posted this video, it immediately saw so much success. It wasn't risky. It was just fun. Played off a viral trend. And she was inspired based on the immediate success of that to just keep creating more content. And today, that first video, just guess how many views it has. A million. 3.6 million views. Oh my God. 724,000 likes, 6,600 comments, and 17,000 saves. Oh my God. That's insane. So she was like, I think I need to follow this formula. So that's what she did. She incorporated the full body costume of Duo into the videos and started using popular audio trends to help like really skyrocket each video. And a week after her first video, Daria posted another. And this featured Duo and it was using the audio trend that spells out the word cap, 
cap is a Gen Z yeah. millennial term, whatever. And it has a literal explanation showing a baseball cap sticker on Duo's head. But like, if you spend a lot of time on TikTok, you know that cap means lie. It's like, no cap means like, no lie. I'm not lying. Okay. So cap means lie. And so that typically means like you would use that if you're calling out someone who's like being untrue. That's when you so use that. So glad I learned all these Gen Z terms. I know. <laughs> well, the caption of this video says, I'm going to do my Spanish lesson today. And then it has him with the cap on, you know? And it was a really fun way to like show a user who tells themselves they're going to complete their lesson on Duolingo's platform, but actually like won't ever no end cap. up doing it. Yeah, no cap. But they're, it's like cap, not oh, no cap. cap. It's cap. Or like lie. Uh-huh. And this video is one of the most popular videos to date, currently with 17.1 million views and 2.1 million likes. Oh my God. That's insane. Okay, I want to see the video. Okay. C A P Cap. Cap. C A P Cap. That got 17 million views. Dude, Gen Z loves this shit. That is so They're obsessed. I know it looks, it's to us as like marketers who have spent so much time racking our brain Trying on creative, creative campaigns and really just putting ourselves out there. This like 15 second video that literally sounds like a Sesame Street segment. C-A-P, cap. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. But dude, it works. And in one article, Daria said, it's actually pretty hilarious because Ever since she posted that video, she and other staff members often hear, over here actually, Duolingo's co-founder and CEO, Louie, singing the song to himself around the office. Like, he thinks it's like a cool, like, ref, like, he likes to reference it. He thinks it's cool to reference it in, like, emails and Slack messages to the staff. And he's 43. He's, like, our age. So, like, he thinks he's, like, being hip and cool, and they, like, cannot handle it. It's so flippin' hilarious. Like, at the copy machine, he's, like, C-A-P, cap. Like, they're, like, what is he doing? They're, like, okay, dude. Okay, old man. Well, because of this new strategy, the Duolingo TikTok account officially went from 50,000 followers to over a million followers in one month. In the first month. And today, like I said before, it has over 4.7 million followers, 92.9 million likes, and it's just growing. So one of the most important things here is the fact that once the account started getting some level of viral traction, the company's execs didn't step in and put a bunch of KPIs on this. Like they weren't like, awesome job. Now that we've, we're getting some traction, how are we going to measure the success of this campaign? And let's make sure we get our key messages in here. Like that's what would happen normally. Yeah. If you're, if you start having success, they think now let's, let's make sure we're monetizing, monetizing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't do that. They let Daria just continue to trust her instincts and her knowledge of what is cool and popular right now on TikTok. And they told her just keep going with the strategy that she had discovered. And they understood that like by posting these engaging videos, they would just keep spreading the message that language learning can be fun for everyone. And that was good enough for them. Or so they say. Like, yeah. I don't know if they say that now because they're like, you know. But really, they let her do her thing. So they basically considered TikTok a playground at this point. And they were only relying heavily on user acquisition through other channels. Of course, like hoping TikTok would convert users, but they weren't banking on it. But 
you can bet that the marketing team at Duolingo like really wanted to show results from TikTok. Because oh, like course. once you start building that content, you're like, okay, I want to prove that this can result in dollars. And they did. <laughs> and they did. They did. In mid-November 2021, they did a survey and they found that a large percentage, like huge percentage of new Duolingo users in the U.S. said they first heard about Duolingo on TikTok. TikTok. Brilliant. Isn't that so cool? And since changing the strategy, the brand has taken some pretty big risks that probably gave the executive team a few sleepless nights. Check out this video that was posted earlier this year in response to the Don't Say Gay bill. If you were to die right now, where would you think you would go? Would you be in heaven with the Lord or would you be in hell suffering? Wow. Right? It's pretty crazy when a brand takes a stance. So the video is just the owl with like, a moving face over it. And the audio is about like, well, you heard it. Like, yeah, it's pretty you brutal. die right now, would you be in heaven or would you be in hell suffering? Yeah, and the, the caption basically says, like, every Karen when we post inclusive LGBTQ plus content. So it's really risky for a brand to have any opinion. Like, we typically don't recommend that they do. But if they are willing to, it can work really, really well, you I know, agree. when you choose to have that. And the caption of it reads, we only say gay rights in this house. And that video has 1.5 million likes and over 22,000 comments. <laughs> oh my God. And, wait, another one. This one's really funny. So have you heard of that brand Scrub Daddy? No. They were on Shark Tank. Okay. And they're the maker of sponges and cleaning products. And it looks like a face, like a sponge that looks like a face. And... They collaborated with Duolingo at the end of 2021, and they did so just by reaching out to the Duolingo social media team, obviously after noticing they were going viral, like they wanted to collab, but they also thought they had a lot in common when it came to like their social content and their voice and tone. So they met up to spend a day filming together, and the result was a video that has become a little bit infamous. Shows the Duolingo owl birthing green owl-shaped sponges. Okay. It was a spur-of-the-moment decision that amassed over 10 million views within the first three hours. How This is crazy. That many people are on TikTok all the time. That's the craziness. But you know what, Alexis? 10 million views in three hours, and then the CEO asked Daria to remove it because it was just over the edge for him. Can you imagine if that video was still up today? If in three hours it had 10 million views, it would be one of the most viewed TikTok videos ever. Yeah. And it's not on in there anymore? Well, I'm going to show it to you. Okay. Despite like how quickly it came and went, this video helped boost Scrub Daddy's presence on TikTok in a huge way. I mean, they still had it posted on their site, their own version of it, but the one on Duolingo's like account was gone. And the one on Scrub Daddy had 22,000 comments. So crazy. I'm going to show you the one from their page real quick. I'm glad you came. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, but like it's pretty like explain it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the sponge and the owl 
falling in love and then it shows them having sex. In lots of different interesting positions. And then the owl is birthing green sponges and then the sponge is like rocking the baby sponge. It's really interesting, right? all too, I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. And then it says it like, oh, I know. She just gets it. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, instead of getting upset about the fact that they had to remove the video from Duolingo's TikTok account, here's the video they put out after they deleted it to pacify the executives. You are my honey bun sugar plum, pumpy umby umpkin. You are my sweetie pie. You're my cupcake gumdrop, snickums, bookums, you're the apple of my eye. And I love you so, and I want you to know that. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I love how it says, <laughs> point of view, legal wants a non-explicit form of this video. So up. they literally took the same video. They changed the audio. So instead of, I'm glad you came, it's like a nursery rhyme sounding like lovey-dovey, you know, audio clip. And dude, I mean. How many views did that one get? Oh, a ton. It's crazy. Like people freaking eat this shit up. They love it. Lex, the caption for that video reads, and we're back after legal review dot, dot, dot. And that's what they posted with it. it. I know. Well, there's actually another recurring storyline on TikTok that features the Duolingo lawyer pretending that the mascot's actions on social media have gotten the company into legal trouble. And it's just, it's fun that they pretend that the company's content is like so unhinged and they're making fun of like all the corporate hoops they have to jump through and like they act like they don't care, but really the whole company is so open to all of these creative ideas, you know? I mean, Melissa, I have to tell you, I love that they have mascots because I feel like mascots came and then they went and now they're back. I agree. Because do you remember when we came up with that crazy idea for the student housing community? Which one? Fancy the Frog. I don't remember. You might... I I might not have worked on that campaign. Yeah. Okay, so Lauren and I came up with... Because everyone in student housing at the time, this was... God, like in 2009 or 10, everyone was like, mascots are the thing. Like, just put a mascot on the corner and have them kind of like a sign spinner. Yeah. Everything was mascots. So they had mascots coming out there and like, we're going to lease the apartments because mascots. I mean, I think it was a fucking stupid idea. (laughs) And most of the communities were just putting the mascots out there. We came up with, let's get the mascot and let's name it and let's give her a Twitter like a Twitter account. Oh, yeah. And so Lauren ran Fancy the Fog's Twitter and we challenged, it was like Coastal Carolina University, their mascot, to a dance-off. And we hosted a freaking huge party at the student housing thing and we filmed it and they literally like Oh my God, that's dance. kind it of like- so cool. That's kind of like the Southwest Airlines challenge for the duel, but that's way more fun. I know. And it was like, it was so hot and humid, but these two mascots, I mean, we couldn't fly there. So they had to, vi- all the yeah. students had to video it for us, but it was, it like blew up and they had over 300 people there that day and they leased like 50 apartments. Okay, we need to bring mascots back into our client's fold, okay? We need to. Well, you know what else these viral videos did besides bring new consumer attention to the brand? What? It also brought a lot of employee applications to Duolingo. Oh, I bet. Like, who wants to work there? How fun. In, like, the year that was the worst for employee retention. It looks like you're just hanging out with the owl all day long at Duolingo. Like... 
Well, suddenly the company was seeing prospective employees referencing Duo's TikTok videos like in their applications, saying they loved a workplace where management encouraged the creation of this kind of fun content. I love it. I know. And this permission to play has really led the brand to like serious growth. One notable creative campaign that they launched was around season two premiere for Netflix's Emily in Paris. Did you watch Emily in Paris? No. Oh my God. I I think I watched like one episode and then I was, I'm really into Virgin River right now. Dude, Emily, the first Emily in Paris came out like two years ago. Second one came out like a year ago. You need to just binge them all. They're completely unrealistic, but so good. Can I get a sick day? No. (laughs) I laugh when people are like, I just binge TV all day. I'm like, I never, like, when would I have time to watch 10 hours of videos? Like, I try at night and I'm literally on the same Virgin River episode this entire week because I fall asleep. It's because, yeah, you need a sleep disorder. Welcome to my life. You can, let's trade. I want to fall asleep right away, but instead I watch like three shows. I'm like, I go back and I'm like, did I watch that? I can't even remember. I'm like, oh, I did. No, I only watched like the first 15 seconds. Well, let me just tell you what they did, okay? Emily in Paris was a huge deal. So last December, they offered a free Duolingo Plus subscription, which is now rebranded to Super Duolingo, to anyone named Emily. Let me show you this little video. Hi, I'm Emily. Emily. Emily in Paris. Paris. I'm here because recently, another Emily, who is also in Paris, made life pretty difficult for us, for all of us. She ruined our name. But she didn't speak a lick of French. The point is, it's easy to learn a new language. Voilà. Okay, it's not that easy. But it's fun. Sort of fun. The all is a little pushy. It's way nicer to live in Paris. If you speak French. Bah ouais. At least you will know the terrible things French people are saying about you. Which is why Duolingo is offering to all Emily's one month of Duolingo Plus. For free. Gratuit. So, bon courage. Bon voyage. Hopefully, we'll see some of you Emily's in Paris soon. But not like too many of you won't. That is so cute. Isn't that a great promotion? Like, I love it. If you watched Emily in Paris, you know she moves. She's like 23. She's like an executive social media manager PR stunt woman, which it's so hilarious. You're going to die at this show. But she moves to Paris to work for the Paris office, and she just speaks no French, but yet she creates all of these viral moments and has all of this hot sex. Like, dude, why have you not watched it? <laughs> okay. Anyways, the, and like really French people hate. Like I took French for eight years. And I went to Paris once, but they hate that if you can't speak the language. So it's perfect because they're so annoyed in the show that like she just doesn't even have the time to learn French. So this video is just perfect. I love it. Yeah. They're offering everyone to learn how to speak French. Yep. And it was really like anytime you can jump on pop culture like that, it can help propel the brand so much further. And the promotion ran for 48 hours from December 22nd, the date that season two premiered globally, and was available to all of those who share a name with the lead character, Emily. Brilliant. And also allowed you to have variations of the name, like Amelie, Emily, or Millie. Millie. Yes. And existing users of the Duolingo app who were named Emily were also offered a free month just to learn French. Like a free month of French. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Because usually what happens is these offers are only good for like new users. But this time was different. 
Actually, like that kind of reminds me, we just did a, a series of Bridgerton brunches for our client Robbins Brothers. And they're like an engagement ring store that's regional. And it was so perfect for their brand because with their audience and all the sparkly jewels, we like, we picked vintage jewelry to show off. We got everyone dressed up in like Bridgerton gear. Dude, these brunches took off insanely well. And it's just a great way, like you can jump on pop culture as long as it feels right to your brand. Yes. If it's authentic to your brand. Totally. Well, I also have to mention real quick the most recent April Fool's joke that the brand pulled in 2022. So Duolingo released a new video in the form of one of those spoof legal advertisements where lawyers like sue a company, you know, for damages. And they like try to get people like in on the lawsuit. Let me just show you this, Lex. Has your family been taken by a corporate mascot? Were you extorted by an enormous green owl? Have you been physically or emotionally injured by Duolingo? Did you want to learn a new language but lost your streak and your loved ones? Did you receive disturbing threats such as Spanish or Vanish, French or the Trench, Japanese or Broken Knees? If you're a victim of the Duolingo Owl, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Peter Francis Manchetti, attorney at law. Over the past decade, I've recovered 537 family members, friends, and precious pets from Duo. Now let me and my elite team of legal professionals at Manchetti & Sons LLC fight for you. Learning a new language was supposed to be fun and easy. Well, if you've ever been thrown in the trunk of a car and driven across state lines by a huge green owl, you know that there's nothing fun and easy about Duolingo. Duo took my family. Next, he took my Funko Pop collection. Manchetti & Sons brought my case to trial and I won $2.7 million, which numbs the sting of never seeing my husband and children again. Okay, that is better than the first one. I agree. That is hilarious. (laughs) It is so good. Like, I just love the way they have started creating viral content and like started really using social media to its fullest, right? I love that. They created like a cheesy lawyer commercial to recover dollars for people who were hurt or (laughs) injured from the owl. I love the one where she's like, I got recovered. They recovered 2.7 million, which numbs the sting of never seeing my family or my children again, (laughs) or my husband or my children again. I know. It's so good. And I love this example for any brand because they did it right. Like they tested some content at first, but they didn't give up on TikTok just because it didn't perform right away. It just didn't work. And so when they found something that did work, They stuck with it and didn't put a bunch of rules and restrictions on it. They let the team be creative. They listened to what works and what's trending. And they're willing to at least take risks, even if they have to eventually pull a video down because it was just over the edge. They don't put that fear on that team. I know. Which is so important. I get though as a brand, like you have to be careful. And it can be really hard to trust a 20-year-old or 22-year-old to know what really is, like, appropriate. So it's a weird balance. Weird balance. You know? You know what? She nailed it. She nailed it. And due to her success, Duolingo has promoted Zaria to global social media manager. And just another reminder that, like, age and experience shouldn't always be, like, the only deciding factor of someone getting a job that's typically reserved for someone with more years under their belt, right? Yeah. Like, if you prove it and you do a great job, you still need to know that there's some training – And some learning that comes with life experience, but good for her. I mean, but come on, think about that, that if they had to do that, 
obviously because of her success. Oh, she was going to get recruited away in in a minute. Yes. I guarantee she already had a million offers. I mean, crazy. But word of caution, like we just said, this strategy certainly wouldn't work for like all brands. Like not every brand can be silly on social and get away with it. It has to be the right brand, right? Agree. It can backfire if it's not intentional and certainly can backfire if you don't have buy-in from leadership and executives. But the possibilities are flipping endless if you can find a way to keep your brand authentically fun and bring it to life on social because it can truly convert to real revenue. Like as we've seen clearly here, I mean, they are going to freaking crush it this year. I am super impressed. That was awesome. I love it. We need, I mean, I feel like Emily's creating awesome stuff for serendipit. I die laughing at all of her TikTok videos. I know. She kills it. The challenge with TikTok is it takes so much time. So I wish more brands would understand that the investment is worth it. You can batch all your content for like Instagram reels and TikTok, like that's the way to do it. But it does take so much production time. It's so crazy in editing. But what do you think, Lex? Will it stick? It'll stick. It'll stick. And I'm thinking I need to, you know, open my Duolingo tonight. Now I'm feeling guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me just thank a few of my sources. AdAge had a really great article about some of the 2022 hottest brands and their best marketing. And obviously Duolingo was one of them. Also, Fast Company had a great article about how Duolingo built a $250 million brand by being kind of a jerk. And bettermarketing.pub had a really good case study on Duolingo. And there was more, and I'll link them all on our website. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at willitstickpodcast. And... Tell us what you want to hear. Let us know. Thanks for listening. And make sure you practice your Spanish, French, whatever you're Other learning. Other 38 languages that we don't even know that exist. Bye. Bye. Bye.